What's with the 60-foot sign on your elevator that says Wanted, High Lake Soybeans? Well, we need every bushel you farmers can grow. We're paying a premium with less hassle. Uh, you ever heard of a website? Yep. Visit SoyInnovation.com, brought to you by the Soy Checkoff. This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. What's up, everybody? I'm back for another episode of the Average Savage Podcast. Our special guest today is Michael Carter-Williams. Michael, how's it going? It's going good, man. Just, you know, I, I got uh, a three-year-old and a, and a newborn, so I've been pretty busy. So everything's going well my way. Yeah, for sure. Dad life. I appreciate you coming on, though. Um, yeah, let's just go, like, back in time. Like, what, what was your first memory of playing basketball? Um, First memory playing basketball, it was early on. I think I had my, like, first workout in, like, second or third grade and um i remember go down to the ymca i used to go down to the local ymca where i live and um just work out you know with my stepfather and i come from a basketball family so i've I've always been around the game yeah for sure and then just like when (laughs) i always ask everybody this so i I, i'm interested to hear your answer because what like when did you know you were like really good um honestly it was i noticed late like once i was playing against guys in college that I knew were going to go to the NBA, like we're going to be lottery picks and I could compete, you know, and the likes of, you know, Dion Waiters and, you know, even I know these guys weren't lottery picks, but, you know, like veterans in in college, like Scoop Jardine and, and Brandon Trish, you know, I was competing with those guys every day and I was only a freshman. So I was like, man, like, you know, this is what the kind of the next level is like. I think I'm going to be able to, you know, make it there. Dang, that, that's kind of late. Yeah, I know. I, I was I was a McDonald's All-American, too, but I, I just was I don't know what it was. I, I just didn't have the realization. You know, I always thought that, like, it's weird. A lot of guys, um, you know, when they get to the NBA, they're like, you know, you've been watching these guys on TV your whole life. So it's kind of different to step on the floor with them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe also just like growing up in New England, obviously, you know, we're not like a powerhouse, I'd say. Uh, yeah for things like that um and then yeah like what was your recruiting process like and then how did you end up picking Syracuse um originally I wanted to go to Nova um that that was the school I wanted to um go to I took a visit there um they told me they were going to um finish up the recruiting the the class ahead of me and then a couple weeks later they ended up taking somebody in my class so I was like man, I don't want to go there anymore. They told me that, you know what I mean? That whole spiel. So then I took a visit. It was a team camp at Syracuse. And, um, you know, for my high school, we went um, as a team. And I was like, man, I really love it here. Um, built a relationship with Coach Hopkins and, and Bayheim, And I loved how they had guys on staff that used to play there, as in, you know, Jerry McNamara and Coach Autry. And, um, so, you know, I liked that aspect. And I committed pretty young. I wanted to kind of get the process out the way. Um, and then just focus on high school. Yeah, for sure. And then, um, like your first year, I believe you just like came off the bench. Um, and then what was, was that like a lot of motivation to, you know, work out and, and then you started all, all 40 games the next year. Yeah. Um, you know, I was, yeah, that was a hard time for me, um, my freshman year. Um, I wanted to play. We were, we had a very good team. We only had three losses that year, but you know, I being a competitor, I still wanted to be out there. Felt like I could help the team. So, um, you know, it, it was good for me though. It was one of the best years of my life. It taught, you know, kind of taught me, you know, to go through some adversity and, um, you know, just 
to stick with it and work hard and motivated me to get up, you know, early in the mornings and, you know, work out and stay after practice and, you know, just really push myself. Yeah, for sure. And then you left after your second year. Was that like a hard decision to make or an easy decision? Um, it was, it was, you know, I had a lot of stuff going on at the time. My house had burnt down, um, brothers, family lost everything. Um, this was during the NCAA tournament. Um, you know, I had, you know, I had a really good tournament. So, you know, I, I, you know, was MVP in my conference. So, you know, things were kind of aligned in that way as well. So I, um, you know, it, the decision was kind of easy for me, um, what I need to do for my family and, you know, myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a way to put it is, I mean, it's an awesome way that, you know, you helped that you had to help out your family. So you had to do it. Yeah. Um, and then just going into the draft, um, you got drafted 11th overall. Um, was that like a, was that like a place that you thought was a good fit? Like, did you, did you know you were going to go 11? Did you think it was too high, too low? No, I didn't know what I, I didn't know where I was going to go. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, I had a good workout in Phoenix. I can't remember what pick they had. They, it was pretty early. I had a good workout that called me back um, to go work out with them again. And I had another good workout with them. So I didn't know kind of where their head was at. Um, you know, that's where I thought I was going to go. It could have been more hopes than, you know, than anything. Um, but no, I didn't know I was going to get picked 11. I was, I was nervous. Um, you know, my kind of, my head was all over the place that night. And, um, but you know, luckily I got, you know, picked. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then, um, 76ers draft you and then, um, you win the rookie of the year. So what, what was that like to, to be named the rookie of the year? Oh, uh, that was, that was great. You know, I knew I had a shot, um, you know, winning it once I went to Philly and kind of had the opportunity to get out there and play right away. Um, you know, it was a, it was a great, it was a great year. You know, I had ups and downs, you know, obviously winning the rookie of the year was, you know, unbelievable, um, you know, losing suck, but, you know, I think, you know, I tried, I just did with the, you know, did the best I, you know, could given my situation. Yeah, definitely. And I know you got to play with Norland's Noel too, your your AAU teammate. What was that experience like to play with them at the next level? That was though, that was cool, man. That was a cool experience. Um, you know, us being drafted to the same team, coming from the same AAU program, being friends growing up. So that was a special moment. Yeah, definitely. Um, and now uh, I know you've been on a, a few different teams, just like how like what's it been like just your NBA career and now uh you've you found a home basically in um uh, Orlando, you've been there for three seasons, four seasons. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, I've been, you know, different places, um, gained a lot of experience, learned a lot from a lot of different players, um, pretty much been in every situation you could possibly be in. So, um, you know, I, I've definitely learned a lot, gone through the fire, you know, and, and now, you know, I found a home in Orlando, um, great organization, great people, great coaches, um, you know, great staff. And, you know, it, it's really, you know, I built a home here and, you know, I love my role here and just being a leader for, you know, the guys and uh, just having good people around is, you know, amazing. You know, living in Orlando is, you know, obviously a blessing. So, um, you know, I'm thankful to be here. Yeah, for sure. And what's it like going from the young guy in the locker room now, like you're the veteran with a bunch of young guys on the Magic? Um, yeah, you know, it's crazy. You know, I think this is going to be my ninth year in the league. Um, you know, like I said, I've been through so much and, you know, guys, we got a really, really young team and, uh, we got a lot of talent, you know, in talented guys. And it's just about, you know, putting our pieces together, you know, leading them in the right direction showing them that, you know, the right way to do things and, 
you know, for them to, you know, be successful and, you know, just to, you know, play that veteran role and, and be the guy that, you know, the guys look to in times of distress. So, you know, just to ease their mind a little bit. Yeah. Now just going into like off seasons and things like that, like what, what does that look like for you? Like training wise? Um, you know, off season, I, um, take a little, take a little break, you know, after the season, you know, travel a little bit and then, um, you know, I, I do some alternative training. I, I do some jujitsu just to get my body moving. Um, you know, you know, I get back in the weight room and, um, you know, then I start, you know, getting on the court stuff and, you know, really just, you know, every day, you know, doing those things and just trying to, you know, get a little bit better each summer. Yeah. How, how did you get into MMA? Uh, I've been in MMA for about probably like 12 years now. So my stepfather used to watch. Um, so, you know, I started with him. Um, love, you know, I, I just grew to love it. You know, love following fighters from the start of their careers to the end. Um, you know, I'm just a huge fan of it. Um, you know, just, you know, don't miss an event on the weekends. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, watching every fight and, you know, getting in the mix with it, you know, any way I can. Are you, are you a boxing fan too? Yeah, I'm a boxing fan as well. I like, you know, I like to watch boxing as well. I, I, I would say right now I probably like MMA more than boxing just because I think the, you know, the setup is a little bit better. You know, you kind of have to wait forever for the best boxer to fight the best boxer. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I think in UFC, you get all those, you know, interesting fights and, you know, there's a ranking system. So the, the best fight, the best. So um, I just enjoy that aspect. Yeah. I think the, I think the thing, like you said, kind of boxing is missing, obviously like they're promoters and things like that, but I think they're kind of missing like a league sort of structure. Yeah, exactly. But, but that's how the boxers are making more than yeah. the MMA fight. So it's like, you know, it's give and take. Yeah. Give well, yeah, well, I was going to say, like, what do you what do you think about this? I, I, I've been just calling it like the celebrity boxing, like, you know, Jake Paul and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, it's you know, it's interesting. You know, I, I think like I never hate on anybody, yeah. you know, you know, trying to trying to make money, trying to make something out of ourselves. You know, who, who are we to tell Jake that he can't go out there and, and try to fight for his dreams? No pun intended. So, I mean, I, I think that. You know, I, I'm cool with it. I watch, you know, I, I enjoy it. I can't sit here and say, you know, I'm not cool with it. And, and I go out and watch, you know, I, it's entertaining. It's fun. I just don't like when it starts to get, you know, like the Evander Holyfield coming back when they're, you know, a little bit older. And, you know, I know they're making money, so it's probably good for their families. But, you know, health is always first. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was yeah. just not cool to see. No, that wasn't. Um, what about, have, have you, have you, all right, if you weren't playing basketball, have you ever thought about like getting in the cage? No, <laughs> training is great. I, you know, I love it. I'll, I'll train till I die. But, you know, actually getting in the cage. I mean, may, I, before the celebrity stuff, you know, I, I would definitely say no. But now it's like I'm not going in there. I'm not fighting anybody in the MMA community. Yeah, I'm not fighting a professional boxer. Maybe if it was something else where, you know, the playing field was a little bit more even, I, I would, you know, step in there. So, yeah. So what if it was like another NBA player? Yeah, no, definitely. I definitely, that'll be dope. That'll be cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then do you think that, like, MMA training, like, how do you think that helps you with basketball? Um, I think, especially jujitsu, you know, it's always thinking while moving. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it definitely helps. It's like a chess game. And I think basketball is the same way. Basketball, you know, you got to think slow, but move fast. And um, I think jujitsu is kind of the same way. Um, you know, so it helps, you know, helps that way. Helps you, you know, get your body moving from, you know, taking – 
you know, time off, which I, you know, do a little bit. So, um, yeah, I think, I think it helps in that, in that aspect. It just, it just gets my mind moving really. Yeah. And then this season, like, what are your expectations for the magic? Um, like I said, we got a young team, so it's hard to put real high expectations, you know, on the team, you know, obviously we're going to go out there and compete every night. You know, we want to make the playoffs, you know, um, you know, I, I think, you know, that, that that's the goal for us right now is, you know, first get healthy, everybody get healthy. And then, you know, you know, for, we got, we have to form a, uh, what's the word, not tradition, but um, camaraderie. Yeah. Like, you know, camaraderie or um, identity for, you know, kind of who we are, you know, how we're going to play. Um, and obviously that starts with us older guys. And um, so, you know, I think those are the expectations for us to, you know, set goals for ourselves of, you know, you know, you know, making the, you know, the finals or, you know, making the, you know, Eastern Conference finals is, you know, a little bit over our heads right now. Um, I think we got to take the steps and in, in, in really build and, and really find our identity before we can do those things. And if we don't, then, you know, I, 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 if we do, I, I really think, you know, in, in, in some time, you know, those things are possible. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And what about like since you ent entered the league, like what's what's like most changed about the NBA since you've been in the league? Practice. <laughs> I think that, you know, there's so much now about taking care of your body and, you know, limiting your practice time because we have so many games. When I first got in the league, we were practicing every day, all day. You know, I can remember having 20 minutes to spare and I was napping for 15. Like, so you definitely practice. I mean, that's, I mean, that's good that you have yeah. less, less practice. Yeah. Um, and then what, what advice would you give to a young athlete just, uh, you know, trying to make it like, I don't know, scholarship or like a, a pro league? Um, I, I would say it's an everyday grind, man. Like, you know, you got to make some sacrifice in your life. I'm not saying, you know, don't hang out with your friends or, you know, don't go to prom, but, you know, at some point you got to make a sacrifice and, you know, it's, it's a daily grind. You got to do something every day to get better. Um, you know, it just takes real hard work and spending time in the gym. Yeah, for sure. All right. You ready for some fun questions? Yeah, let's do it. All right. What do you, uh, what do you like to do in your free time? Uh, as you know, I'm um, an MMA guy, so I like to, some jujitsu i love you know hanging out with my kids swimming in the pool i'm a beach guy so i love going to the beach oh yeah actually i was gonna ask you like how how has fatherhood changed you um man it's it's changed me a lot yeah. i saw every, some of your instagram posts yeah. so that's why i had to ask you yeah every 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 uh every decision i make you know it's about the kids now it's not only about me you know things are you know i feel like i'm more diligent in the time i spend away from them just because you know i don't have time to you know, to relax and hang out, you know, whatever I got to do, you know, whatever I'm focusing on is, is the task at hand really. Yeah, for sure. Um, what, what's, uh, what's something people don't know about you? Hmm. It's a good question. Um, I don't know how people perceive me and I, I, I don't really know. I, I, I love joking around, you know, I'm always, I'm a big fan of never letting the old man creep in. Like, I, I just, I'm always joking. I'm always, you know, you know, I can hang out with, you know, you know, pretty much whoever and get along with, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, I know you're into uh, crypto a lot, too, and you have your own NFT company. So tell me about that. 
Yeah, I, I'm definitely big into the crypto and NFT world. Um, got a little company going called DeFi Crypto Connections. And wow, we're doing a lot of different projects with a lot of different companies and doing some crypto projects, doing some NFT projects. So we got some some big things coming. You got a couple of my uh, couple of teammates with me. I got Gary Harris. He's, he's with us and talking to a few other guys as well. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be fun. Yeah, did you, you made some of your own, right? I have it. So I am, I'm in the process. We're in the process of making, okay. making our own, uh, having our own NFT drop. Yeah. So I, I actually made a couple this, uh, I don't even know a couple months ago, just cause like everyone was doing it. And then I was just, so basically I got like hats made and into NF, NFT. So it was, it was, uh, interesting. Um, and then I saw also, I know you have your AAU team. Um, so what, what, it, uh, where's that at? And, and tell me about that. Yeah, so it's called the uh, MCW Stars. Um, me, my mother and I run it. Um, we got about 20 teams total, about 15 girls and, and five boys, five or six boys teams. And um, we were out in New England. Um, you know, it's, you know, it's grown so much. We compete at, a, we compete at all the best tournaments in, in, in the U.S. And uh, we do well. You know, we, we've been some really, really good programs. And it's been great to see the girls go off to college and, you know, my, my mom does a great job in helping out, um, you know, a lot of kids getting to college, you know, it's a different process, you know, when you're a division two, II, division three player, even, even low division one, sometimes it's a different process of, you know, getting to college and, you know, what you need to do and how to, you know, send film tape in, and, you know, it's a lot different than the, you know, kind of than the boys. So, um, she's done a, you know, a great job with that. And, um, yeah, it's, it, it's been, it's been great. It's been definitely been successful. Yeah, I mean that's one thing I think that that's cool that you're doing that you're both you're doing uh, girls and boys. Um, like, what do you what do you do you like to, uh, to watch like WNBA? Um, I don't watch a ton of WNBA to be honest. Um, you know, I catch some games here and there. Um, I definitely I'm a big supporter of the WNBA. Um, you know, I'm, I'm you know that's a, a huge reason as to why I have the the girls program. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I really think that young girls need to you know they should be able to interact with. Um, girls in the WNBA or NBA more, um, you know, I think it's a, you know, pretty well established thing. You see high school kids all around NBA players nowadays and, you know, just trying to help bridge that gap between, you know, girls and in, 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 in the WNBA players and kind of bringing that, you know, the, the uh, more attention and the get have them get the attention that they deserve. I just thought of this question. Would you ever want to be like a WNBA owner? Um. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't know if that, <laughs> the, the deck, it's not to say it's not possible. Yeah. Uh, I just don't know if that's in my, uh, in the deck of cards for me, you know, at this point, but you know, things always change. You don't know where your life is going to be, you know, in yeah. four or five years. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, back to the fun questions. I know we got off, we got off track a little bit. Oh, good. Um, what's your, what's your favorite, like cheat meal? Favorite cheat meal. Uh, I love burgers. So definitely any anything you know uh, big burgers I'm, I'm good with some bacon on it can't go wrong and then why why do you wear number seven um i wore number seven i, I 10 was already taken when i was there 10 is 10 has always been my number i'm born on october 10th so 10 10 um but i wear seven um i like the, the number seven um you know it's 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 god's number one um so you know that that was a you know, kind of, kind of a cool thing. You know, when I picked the number, I was kind of, you know, going through, you know, a little something and kind of became closer to God. So, you know, I think it was all, 
you know, ironic in that, in that sense. Um, you know, I like, it looks cool. You know, yes. I was and Michael Vick when he was young, when I was younger, you know, so. Seven's actually my favorite number. Oh, that's dope. <laughs> um, do you, are you a Jersey guy or are you like a sneakerhead? Um, I used to be more of a sneakerhead. I used to be more of a sneakerhead, um, especially when I was signed with Nike, you know, having all, getting all the, the free Jordans and all that. Um, you know, I just, I don't know, grew out of it a little bit. Yeah. You matured. <laughs> You're a dad now. Yeah, you yeah. Dad shoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah, I just buy whatever and, you know, maybe my yeah. kid can be a sneakerhead. Maybe they yeah. both, well, I don't know. All right. So my question was going to be, so what, what are like three jerseys that you want that you don't own? Three jerseys that I want that I don't own. Um, I like, I, you know, I, I'm a big fan of, you know, I, I obviously love to watch football. Um, Bo Jackson's jersey would be dope. Um, Walter Payton Bears jersey would be dope. And uh, I'd have to probably go Barry Sanders. The Detroit jersey would be dope too. So those yeah. three. Yeah, definitely. Three legends right there. And then la last one, who is, who's been your favorite teammate in the NBA? <laughs> Favorite teammate? Ah, oh, man, I've had so many good teammates, man. Um, gun to my head, I got to pick one, probably Giannis. Um, you know, he was his second. It was both of our second years. We were playing together, both young. Didn't know much about the league coming in, and um, just building that relationship with him. You know, throughout all the years, and us staying in touch. Um, and you know, it's just funny to see you know kind of where he came from and where he is now. You know, not even just the basketball aspect, just you know him speaking English, you know, just everything is kind of, you know, and he's a, you know, great, great dude, you know, he's yeah. so probably, he's probably my favorite. Yeah. I mean, he, he was also a lot smaller too when you played with him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that gotta be pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That. You know, it's cool though. It's cool to see all the hard work you put in every day and, you know, to yeah. grind to get where he at, he's at now. Yeah, for sure. Well, Michael, I appreciate you coming on and uh, could you get the listeners over to could follow you on social media? Appreciate it. Yeah. Follow my Instagram, M Carter Williams, same thing on Twitter. So um, I appreciate it. Um, thank you guys for having me. I uh, appreciate it. What's with the 60 foot sign on your elevator that says wanted high Oleg soybeans. Well, we need every bushel you farmers can grow. We're paying a premium with less hassle. Uh, you ever heard of a website? Yep. Visit soyinnovation.com brought to you by the soy checkoff.